0: Section 23 of Birds and All Nature, Volume 7, Number 4, April 1900. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sarah Jennings. Foxglove, Digitalis purpurea L. Dr. Albert Schneider, Northwestern University School of Pharmacy pan through the pastures oftentimes hath run to pluck the speckled foxgloves from their stems w brown Britannia's pastorals volume four the foxglove is a biennial herb from two to seven feet in height with a solitary sparingly branched stem the basal leaves are very large and broad gradually becoming narrower and smaller toward the apex of the stem and its branches dark green in colour, pubescent, margin dentate, venation very prominent. The inflorescence is very characteristic. The large, numerous flowers are closely crowded and pendulous from one side of the arched stalk. The corolla is purple and spotted on the inside. It is a very handsome plant, widely distributed, preferring a sandy or gravelly soil in open woods. When abundant and in full bloom, it makes a beautiful exhibit. It is a garden favourite in many lands. The plant is apparently not mentioned in the works of older authors. It was not known to the ancient Greeks and Romans. It was, however, used medicinally in the northern countries of Europe since very remote times. The Anglo-Saxon word foxglove is derived from the Welsh, 11th century fox's glue, Meaning fox music, in allusion to an ancient musical instrument consisting of bells hung on an arched support. In the Scandinavian idioms, the plant bears the name of fox's bells. The German name Fingerhut, meaning finger hat, hence thimble, is derived from the resemblance of the flower to a thimble. Still more poetical is the name Waldglocklein, meaning little forest bells, in reference to the inflorescence in england the flowers are known as foxes fingers ladies fingers and dead men's bells according to an old english work on medicine the early physicians of wales and england applied this drug externally only it was not until 1775 when the english physician withering began to use it internally especially in the treatment of hydrophobia modern physicians consider digitalis one of the most important medicinal plants it is a very powerful, hence very poisonous, drug, its action being due to an active principle known as digitalin. Its principal use is in the treatment of deficient heart action due to various causes, but especially when due to valvular lesions. The physician must, however, observe great care in its administration, not only because of its powerful action, but also because of its cumulative action. That is, the effect of the drug increases, although only normal medicinal doses are given at regular intervals, so that fatal poisoning may result, especially if the patient should attempt to rise suddenly. The physician guards against this by gradually decreasing the dose, or by discontinuing it for a time, and by requiring the patient to remain in a recumbent position while under the influence of the drug. For medicinal use, the leaves from the wild-growing plants are preferred, because they contain more of the active principle. The leaves are collected when about half of the flowers are expanded, and since it is a biennial, that would be during the second year. The first-year leaves are, however, often used or added. Like all valuable drugs, it is often adulterated. The leaves of anula caniza spikenard, Symphytum officinale comfrey and verbascum thapsis moline being used for that purpose the odor of the bruised green leaves is heavy or nauseous while that of the dried leaves is fragrant resembling the odor of tea the taste is quite bitter formerly the roots flowers and seeds were also used medicinally end of section 23